Two Guys Talking Podcast. Back again. P and B Willie in the house. Lots to talk about today. Lots in the news. Lots of everything in the world. But uh, first, want to thank everyone that listened to the first episode. You know, it was pretty cool. We had had some feedback. Had some people actually listen. You could you couldn't pay me as much. You you could pay me a hundred dollars, and I wouldn't have wouldn't have believed that uh, we would have gotten that many people to listen. And it wasn't that many. But I appreciate everyone that did listen. <laughs> I appreciate every single one. So, uh, but uh, be well. What's on your mind today? Um, I got some beef with you. I knew it was coming. Okay. Um, so for those who don't know, Brad's getting married in February. Ao, and uh, we're doing Vegas for the bachelor party. Super yep. dope. Super pumped for it. Yep. But way too long, dude. Tuesday morning to Friday afternoon. You're darn tooting. We're gonna be leaving in body bags. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. No, I mean I, I full nights and basically what look. You got Tuesday, pretty much all day, because we get there in the morning. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then leave Friday afternoon. So that's three and a half ish days and look, three full nights. We cannot handle that look, at this age. Look, there's a setup and a teardown. Okay, and so we get there early to set. It's just like work, man. We get there early to set up, and then we have to stay a little later to tear down. And you know, I, I. I I don't, I, I want, you know, that, that's, that's kind of my, and hey, not, you guys don't have to get the same flights. It's, you know, you can get a different time. You can come a little later. I'm showing up Wednesday afternoon and I'm leaving Thursday morning. That's fine. That's, I'm going to give that's... it a good 18 hours and then have fun, boys. I brought an extra case of beer for that's you. That's fine. All good. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm the one that might leave in a body bag. So I have eight dudes to help with this. Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah, I, as being someone who was a bachelor, it it is like you have the target on your back of like, oh, we gotta get grab a drink, we gotta get grab a shot. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of uh, get ready. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have a good thing. We're coming down in sea level a little bit. That should help. Um, but I mean, my liver might be a raisin by the time I get home. But we'll, we'll see. Are you more worried about your uh, your organs or your wallet? Uh, you know, uh, knowing me, probably my wallet. I gotta, I gotta be honest with myself. It's probably the wallet, but I'm looking forward to it regardless. This has been a, this has been a little dream of mine is having a bachelor party in Las Vegas. You know, ever since I saw the, the, I don't know if, I don't know if you've heard of it, but the movie called the hangover. Um, I don't know. Oh, that's the one with, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Right? Yeah, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That's correct. And Mark he's Wahlberg. The, like, yeah. Mark yeah, Wahlberg, that's... Mark Wahlberg's, the. Uh, the orthopedic surgeon, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is a substitute teacher. Yeah, yeah, all right. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so it's been a dream of mine. I've always just wanted to. Now, do I want it to turn out the same way as the movie? I mean, no, but you know, I'm uh, looking forward to whatever's in store. Spending a a fun little week with my buddies. I mean, <clears throat> some of my closest friends, my brothers. I would say, and I didn't grow up with any brothers, so I got eight of them coming to coming to Vegas, but. You know, I, we're going to see what the weird thing is, is we're going as soon as the Super Bowl is over in Vegas. Like the Super Bowl yeah, happened. Two days two day, yeah, two days after we're in Vegas. And and I'm very curious to see what the vibe is going to be like. But here's my thought, you know, to your beef. OK, we have a pretty sweet house that we're staying in. So I wanted to almost have a day in the house. That was my thing. If we spend all the time out on the strip. Yes, we are leaving in body bags. But if we 
you know, take a day in the house, which I mean barbecue and, and go in the pool that's at the house. And I think there's some arcade, maybe some mini golf action that we can do. And that's kind of what I'm looking at one of the days. And then, you know, Friday is more of a let's hit up Gordon Ramsay's restaurant and then hit the hit the airport, you know? Yep. That's no, good. I'm pumped, man. It's, it's going to be a good time. But, yeah, that just thinking of that, that just feels like a marathon. <laughs> but it'll be fun. I'm excited. I'll be excited for the first 32 hours, and then I'll be ready to go home. We'll see. We'll see. I'll be broke and hungover. Well, we got three guys booked already. Three already, man. This That text just went out. Yeah, I know. That's I, like People start saying book, book, book. It's like, whoa. We in. All right. Well, glad, good to know that the boys. See, and see, all my buddies all married, so I figured that they're all more excited than me to get their butts to Vegas. Uh, you know, for, for I'm like the last one. I mean, besides my future brother-in-law, who is only 18 years old, so unfortunately he can't make it, but everyone really is married in my in my bachelor party. I guess there's one. Shout out Spence Bibbs. But, you know, Bibbs is uh good things come to those who wait. So Yep. You know. Agreed. He's uh I'm not worried about Spence. But yeah, no, I'm excited. Vegas, good time. You know, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But you, so I want to start, there's so much going on, and we're going to go backwards, but yet forward at the same time. Woo, that CU documentary is the 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 bee's knees, man. That is, man, Amazon, I mean, this, and, and so if you're saying, oh, Praveen, you're just watching because CU and Prime. No, I watched last season with Jackson State because I love Deion Sanders, love Prime, and then the fact that it's at CU and you have, it's in our backyard, I'll let you take the wheel there, but like, whoa, I love the documentary. Oh my gosh. Agreed. Yeah. The first two episodes, they knocked it out of the park and I I've said it multiple times and especially knowing how the season finished, but no one is ever going to be able to take that month of September away from me. I'm going to have that for the rest of my life. And I'm okay with having that be like just last season, the month of September was our glory days. And that was so much fun. And the documentary was so cool, just bringing back all those memories. I, My wife, um, she got home late and kind of caught um, the last little bit of the first episode then the most of the second episode. But um, I mentioned to her, because there was a couple times, man, I was getting emotional. And I told her, I was like, why is the only time I ever get emotional, ever tear up? It's just in a sports setting. You know, when they show him coming off the field after beating TCU, and he's just thanking the Lord and he's breaking down in tears. Like I'm my, my eyes are well enough just watching him do it. And it's crazy. And that hair almost flew off my arms in the back of my neck when they show his first public appearance. Cause we were there. We knew he'd be there. Don't miss. See you CSU basketball game. Don't miss. We absolutely knew he was going to show up and he waited. I mean, there was a little bit of doubt that kind of crept into my mind. I gave up. I, gave up. I had yeah. texted my fiance that, he ain't coming. Like the whole time she had tickets, she didn't go. I I wanted to go purely for the fact that Prime, because I wouldn't have gone if I didn't have the idea that Prime would have gone. We just got back from our Orlando trip, and, and then I was like, he's gonna come, and then he didn't come because I thought halftime he'd come out, speak. Didn't happen. Prime's too cool for that. Prime's Prime's got way too much swag to do something like that. He comes out like at the under sixteen minute commercial break. Yeah, second half. Oh, it was unbelievable. No, it then that that was just cool, and it. Like I said, it's fun reliving all that hype and all the, you know, and there's just a lot of good sound bites and mm. there's some interesting stuff, you know, it, 
early on in the documentary, they're kind of talking about the offense and how dynamic it is and saying, oh, you know, we're going to make the defense on the run. And if they decide to try to stop the run, then Shador's going to light them up. And it's then, you know, fast forward two months and we haven't even attempted to run the ball. But um, no, the documentary was great. And like I said, it's just fun reliving that. And I'm interested to see how, you know, the episodes go and kind of what angle they take for when CU starts struggling, you know, as the season finishes up. Um, that'll be kind of interesting to see. But episode three, I mean, we got Nebraska and CSU. Can't wait for that. I think the, cannot wait. The coolest thing for me is, is you meant the sound bites, the 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 uh, in practice stuff, the 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 little the, the pregame speeches, the the pr- after practice pre practice speeches. When he talked about him being Santa Claus, and he went from ho ho hoes to yo yo yos, you know, and yo you, yo, yo yeah, it's me. I, yeah. I I love those little sound bits, and then you know, there's nothing like a good sports documentary. Dude, I, 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 there is nothing Agreed. like it. I don't care what. I mean, we live and die for thirty for thirties. Those are incredible documentaries. I mean, I love the Jackson State season they did last year of Coach Coach Prime. Then you have this year in our backyard. Just everything cool about it, and then yeah, like you said, reliving it. You know, I, I and it's funny. I had the same doubt at the beginning of episode one. And spoiler alert, and I don't really care because half of you are probably not going to even watch it anyway. I hope you do. Hope you do because we, we're going to go and Dion the man in a second. But I, I, you know, the I had doubt in the beginning of the first episode because they kind of jumped to the spring, and I was like, oh man, they're not going to show his entrance. You know, to to you know his, right. his entrance. But then they went back and then forward and back. And there, there's his appearance at CS uh, at the CSU CU basketball game in Boulder. What timing that is, and you wonder if th- that was part of the conversation. That was part of the texts that Rick George was talking about. That most of the conversation was happening. I want. I wonder if those were. Hey, you got. You, we got to make this deal happen before this day because you know our in-state rivals in town. We got to get you out there. You know, you wonder if those personal effects were there, but. What what number one thing that stands out to me, and it it proves my theory about what I've thought about Deion Sanders my whole life, is that dude is awesome. I don't care what you think about the antics and the 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 show he's trying to bring to to his environment. I don't care. You might say, oh, he's not even a player. Why is he, you know, going under in the in the locker room like, yeah, I, you know, I need I need something to take the pain away. You know, why is he acting like he's one of those players? It doesn't he's had surgeries because of him being a player. <laughs> and then now he can't walk. Yeah, he wants to coach and be on the field and teach these young men. And let's not forget these are young men. You could even call them boys. They are kids. They they're not they're, they 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 need guidance. They need somewhere to 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 lead someone to lead them and Dion, when you talk about character discipline and determination and all these words that you throw around i mean he is the epitome of what all that is and whether you're a cu nebraska csu what have you fan you gotta respect the man because he he truly does care and he is willing to fight for himself he's willing to fight for his players his kids and it's who he's always been it, it's it's just no surprise to anyone. Shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. And that that September month was so cool in the state of Colorado to, to to even just be in, you know, because you know I'm in the north and not much talk going on. At the same time, there was a lot of talk because it's in our backyard, 
And then you talk about episode three when it, when we're talking about the Nebraska and CSU games. And, man, being able to relive those, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, Brandon. I mean, that was right. <laughs> I mean, that was a couple months yeah, ago. Three months ago, yeah, exactly. And, and it yeah. seems so long ago, and to be able to relive all those moments and the, the Rocky Mountain Showdown, and, and, man, I can't wait to see the beef before the Rocky Mountain Showdown on the field with Travis chirping that chirp, and then the play with Henry Blackburn, and then how just in the moment, the heat and intensity so much easier to deal with now, but back then, but but in the moment, it's so so heated and so much vitriol between both teams. I mean, I just love it. I can't wait to relive it. Uh, I wish they gave it its own its its own episode. Excuse me, but right. You know, nonetheless, it's it's the rivalry episode, and I'll probably love to watch that forever. Here's the thing: I, all I want to see is the part where they CSU ran the trick play, and you know it was the pass to Tory, the pitch to Tory Horton, the pass to I believe a yeah. uh, Holker. I I just want to see if they have Jay Norvell on camera. Because they clipped him for two and a half seconds on ESPN. And he was chirping that chirp. And he had every right to because CSU was in, has had the, all the momentum. And, man, I just, I just want to relive that. Because I haven't been able to see that clip <laughs> since it happened. And I, I, that's, those are the sound bits I want to see. I, I want to I feel that moment. And that's what I love about sports documentaries. And that's what I love about how these videos are made nowadays and how these documentaries are made. I mean, they're so cool. And it's CU backyard love. Yep. Agreed. It's, it's an A plus all the way around. And, you know, just last thing of kind of Dion in there. I can't remember who said it in the documentary, but you know, there was a line of Dion Sanders is the man is one person and prime time, you know, is kind of completely different. And, and I think that's what a lot of people get, mixed up in you know because prime time's been that way it's like why are, you can't be surprised with how he is today that's what he was his whole career we've only seen you know? prime. So, that's all we've seen right right and so that's one of those things but it's like the man himself he's just always seems to be so focused and have the right intentions in regards to coaching you know these these college athletes and you know wanting them to not only excel on the field but also once their playing career is over and so it's just it's cool and again it it's just such a fun documentary being a CU fan and again just kind of reliving that and not having to focus on you know Washington State putting up 40 on us in a half and again that I'm intrigued to see what those episodes are like. Maybe I fast forward through a couple parts. I don't know. But, those episodes uh, are coming. I'm loving it. <laughs> I know. It's, that's coming. the thing. After after September, we got we got one win again at ASU, and that's about. Yeah, it, I mean, and that that and that's I think part of part of what I think is going to make that documentary great as we go down the road. I mean, it's love it, and I think it's amazing. And then you know, sure enough, on the day that it drops. Uh, CU gets the number one O lineman, which is exactly what they need in terms of big time personnel. Big time, and it, it was interesting because uh, yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday. He ended up taking CU off of his list. He really? had his he had his list of seven, I guess eight, with CU in it. He took CU off, and then sure enough, that's a weird cryptic way of saying I'm going to CU. 
Right. Well, and you know, you, if you think back to like, I think back to, um, like the U.S. Army All American High High School game or whatever that it always used to be on NBC after Thanksgiving, and oh, you know the guys forget. always do the tricks of like, you know, they have the three hats lined up. So I'm going to this one. Nope, I'm going to this one. That one. So in in today's world, that's that's the equivalent of it is putting on Twitter, I'm taking CU off my list, and then next day you're on national TV saying if you ain't a dog. We don't want you. I mean, that's exactly the kind of player Dion's looking for. Um, I love. I, I, I love. Oh my gosh, that he, kid's so big. Six, six, oh my six, Lord. six, eight, three hundred and thirty pounds. Huge. It's a big boy. Yeah, that. And and high school. He's not the. I mean, we need a lot more help on the O line, but that's obviously a, a great place to start. Check that dude's birth certificate. No kidding. I want to see it. Uh, it's it's uh it's it's one season we can't judge the program and and uh we can judge the program for what it was before Deion Sanders at 100% but can't judge the program off of one season they you know 71 new players new coaching staff there's a lot of turnover every season this year but i think the key thing is they have two studs that are in my opinion first round draft picks i think no one's going to argue with me about Travis Hunter being a first round draft pick maybe on both sides of the ball Maybe, but I think Shador is a first-round talent, 100%. Him coming back to CU, he's still a kid. I love Shador. I love the way he plays the quarterback position. Um, he he doesn't play it like your typical mobile quarterback because he can run. He can run, right. but he, he he's he's but then almost to a fault, he's he sticks in the pocket and he's willing to throw in the pocket. But yeah, to a fault sometimes. So that's part of him being staying in college, staying. At CU for one more year, he sh- clearly doesn't need the money. So stay, get better at your craft. Hopefully they get a better season, maybe even get to a bowl game as as Dion's promised, I think, yesterday or today. But I, I, we're going to the playoffs. Look at, I mean, 12-team playoff, That we're going to get into that. But 12-team playoff, I mean, why not? Um, Do you want me to run through the schedule real quick? Because all I see is Ws. <laughs> Go through it. Okay. So, North Dakota State comes to Folsom week one. W. They're a good program. At, <laughs> I'm just they are, they are really they are really good program. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, two years ago, North North Dakota State would have been favored by like twenty five. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah they're no that's they're really that's good. that's likely a dub. At Nebraska, dub. They don't know how to beat us. We own Nebraska. At CSU, don't even have to say anything. Don't even start. Dude, you want to talk about owning them? We got a lot of time. We own CSU. We got a lot of time. Hey, so, hey, hey, thing, hey, they, streaks and records are meant to be broken. So, you know, that's true. Know. That is true. Never know. First you game know, at Kansas won. Stadium in Fort Collins. I've never been to a, a showdown in Fort Collins. It's going to be a different vibe. Deion Sanders is going to be coming to Fort Collins. I mean, sign me up. Sign me up. I don't care what happens. It's going to be an incredible memory. Don't miss. And then we got, and again, this is also early, so I don't even know if this is going to be the true order of it. But then we have at Arizona. Okay. W. Dub. I mean, Fafida. I don't know what he's up to. But... Fi- yeah, is he Yeah, is he coming back? Hope not. He's probably going to go number one. <laughs> um, Utah at Folsom. Oof. That's going to be a That'll heck be of a ball game. Heck of a ball That'll game. Interesting. And then we get back to the good old Big 12, baby. So then we got Baylor coming to town. <laughs> I love it. I w. Love it. Love it. O- Oklahoma State. Gundy. Uh, last second field goal buffs win. Gundy. 
K-State comes to town. W. Then Cincinnati. That'll actually be fun. That'll be a fun game to go to, just seeing Cincinnati, because that's a team you don't ever get to watch. That's true. At Kansas, at Texas Tech, and at USF. Or UCF, sorry. UCF. So, you know. What an interesting the, looking schedule for the buffs, just with all the yeah, it's so different. It, My it's gosh. gonna be so different. Yeah, it's gonna be so different for a lot of schools next year. I mean, it's it's gonna be fun. I mean, you talk about USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. I mean, there's other schools going, but just you know, these we're gonna start seeing a, a few different matchups of some big brands that we don't get to see a lot. So it, it should be fun. But um, but yeah, that's as watching that Prime documentary, I just jumped on and kind of said. You know, just falling right back into the hype. So why can't we win them all next year? And then, you know, we'll lay an egg at, against Baylor at home and lose by 40 and just come right back to reality. But I don't know if it'll take that long. And Baylor's down there, you know? I mean, okay, CSU plays Texas. So, like, that's that's trouble. So Is that, the, is that week one? I think so. So, hey, you got to give props to CSU for willing to play Michigan and Texas and do that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm just like, you know, Gotta love it. You know, put yourselves out there. At least it gives the fans C- something to watch. CSU schedules electric to open the season. Here we go. So August 31st in in Austin. <laughs> then September 7th, UNC Bears come to Fort Collins. Go. go Bears, baby. Go. Alma mater. And then CU. Yeah, what a fun first three games. At Texas, <laughs> then you got UNC to kind of like lick your wounds a little bit and kind of like, okay. We feel good, and then CU comes to town. That's all. Oh, that's so fun. That is electric. What's after CU? Um, right now they have it listed as UTEP on the twenty first, and then Air Force, Boise, New Mexico, Utah State, Wyoming, and again, all these are date TBA. So right, maybe right. the order changes around a little bit. But here's the one thing I'm gonna say: three games. those are fun. You know, for CSU, it's never you know, they beat Boise for the first time since they've been in the conference together this season, and it was only because they were at in Fort Collins. It's always a tough season when you got to go to Boise for CSU. That's been historic. And then another thing I'm going to request is, uh, for the love of everything that is football, is please make the CSU Wyoming game the last game of the season. I just I I beg you. Yeah, I don't know why that's not rivalry week. That That's one of those things that bugs me. Ah, oh, man, it really grinds my gears. I just want to see. It lasts, yeah, because then it just doesn't matter if you're 3-9 and nine or or 12-0. and 0. Like, it just doesn't matter. Right. It's like, I just, and that's why you want it. And every other state's doing it. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. You know, and then you got a border war that's been going on for, you know, over 150, maybe even 200 years. And I'm like, why isn't this ending the season and giving you something either really excited and prideful or really something salty to, to end your season? I, I That's that's right. what sports is about. And that's what I think is missing because CSU goes to the big island in Hawaii. And I'm like, yeah, it's a big game for CSU, but then they end up blowing it anyway. And so how much more if that game was against Wyoming and that meant something? I just feel like that adds a little more to let's say let's say the same thing happens let's say the same thing happens that game is in wyoming it's the last game of the season and the game goes exactly how it did csu hawaii and wyoming wins on a game-winning field goal to keep csu away from a bowl game 
Think about how much right. more better. that would yeah. mean to see us use locker room than just doing it at Hawaii. You, people might not think it does, but it, it it would it would make so it would cause so much more ripples in the locker room to push guys because it's like wow, we just had our rival and we had a bowl game and we lost it on a field goal, but then Hawaii just doesn't have the same meaning, and that's what we're missing in rivalries. Right. That's where conference alignments getting stupid, but we still have some great ones, and I'm just thankful the Rocky Mountain Showdown's happening. I'm grateful to see you and Nebraska playing each other again, and, oh, it's reading me. Apparently, uh, Zoom likes it as well. Thumbs up to that. That is crazy that, okay, people aren't going to see this right now, but Zoom no. is reacting to my thumbs up and, like, things like that like i'm just doing a thumbs up again and it just threw fireworks now we get fireworks this is crazy bringing the energy buddy i I'm, love it i'm bringing bring the energy it. tonight and this is you know it's Keep episode it two we're rolling deep with it so uh, you know i'm i'm excited for the next i mean look at us it's december 7th and we're talking about next year's college football season i mean you can't can't get enough can't get enough nope Never. well let's stay in the college football realm then and talk about the college football not the playoff, because we did that last episode, but I want to talk about the transfer portal a little bit. And not necessarily specifics behind the transfer portal. You know, we can talk about the big-name quarterbacks that are on the list. You know, Cameron Ward, um, Kyle McCord, DJ U- Ukulele. You know, I, I, you know those guys. <laughs> There's some legit quarterbacks. I apologize for mispronouncing your name, sir, but... Yui Agalele, I think it is. I think, I think, but I could be completely wrong. DJ, we'll call him DJ. Where's DJ That's going? Amazing. Where are these guys going? You know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see. But it's crazy what the transfer portal is becoming. And for me, with the transfer portal and the 12-team playoff, and you mentioning CU making it into the playoff, why can't that be realistic? Right. No, with this portal rosters are going to change so much year to year and it, it truly is like a free agency each season i mean it it's crazy that you know if you look at ohio state's guy mccord you know one of those things where it's like why why would he even consider leaving you're on ohio state you're always right there you know you win one game against michigan a year and you're gonna be in the playoff you know and it's it's something that with the nil money and and i think that's what drives a lot of it and again, you got to remember, just because these guys enter the portal doesn't mean they're leaving, right? It's kind of, like I said, like them testing free agency. Okay, you know, what could I get at another university? And so um, it's something that, you know, we're going to have to get used to. And um, I get a little annoyed on on Twitter and or X, um, just reading through the comments of, oh, this school's got so many transfer portal, da 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 it, It's like, this is the day and age we're in. Get over it. And again, it's not just specific to a single school. It's something that we're going to see year in, year out across all universities, all program types, whether you're top dog or not. I mean, kids are going to start chasing some money and, you know, obviously playing time and things like that's part of it too. But, you know, I I heard that uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., he's, he's even kind of considering the portal. Obviously, he's got the NFL draft to maybe kind of even keep him from that, but it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's one of those things where that's the world we're in right now. And like I said, you got to get used to it, but it is, it's, it's fun reading. That's for sure. You know, going through and just seeing this list of athletes. And like you said, it's, it's just not limited to a couple guys. It seems like there's just countless number of, of transfers. 
And it's weird when it's not a, a guy on, you know, third on the depth chart. That's what we're used to seeing it is, okay, I'm not getting playing time. I'm going. It's like, no, these are starters. DJ was, he, he played awesome for Oregon State this year. They had a great season. And, you know, he just moved from Clems- Clemson. It went from Clemson to Oregon State to now where, right. you know. So I mean, it, it's it's fun. It's interesting. And like I said, it's just this the day and age that we're in. No, and and I think that's the thing. If you're if you're not on board with it, you don't have to be. But if you're not understanding it, and you're complaining about it. You're behind the game. I mean, this is just the way it is. We don't have any control over it. We don't have any say about how it goes. It's just ride with the flow. And I think that's what makes the good teams the good teams is they just they run with it. And I think this is what Dion was saying last year to get back on Dion Sanders a little bit. This is what he was saying last season. He was the only one saying it. All these guys want to, you know hide behind doors and kind of not really talk about it. Dion's out there talking about it and making it what it is. And it's real. It's the, it's the truth. It's not a bunch of bull junk, as he would say. So it's, it's bull junk. He's got, he's got, he, he has the understanding behind it. And this is what's happening in the game. And, and it happens with all schools. It's not, it's not just the big schools either. We have all the ones out there and all the ones are, are making these decisions, but it's not, I mean, it's, it's twos and threes and fours and mid majors and D twos and FCS schools. I mean, it's, it's happening all over. And, um, you know, and, and you wonder if there needs to be some regulation. I'm sure there will be. Now, what is the regulation? I don't know behind NIL and all that. I don't, I don't have the answers to that. I haven't dug enough into it to, to create one. So I don't, I don't know, but I think there needs to be because it's just kind of it's crazy right now and then now you you know now you're having to pay a million matt rule of nebraska the head coach of nebraska was saying yeah a good quarterback costs million and a million and a half two million dollars and you're like wow like what a day and age we're living in and is that is that the right way to do it because then i go to kyle mccord situation and 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 i think part of the reason the report was saying that he's leaving because ryan day wouldn't commit to him and I'm like, okay, so then what are we teaching kids at the same time? Are we teaching them as soon as it gets tough? We just bow out and dip out, you know? Yeah. And, like, is that is that the right thing to do? And find yourself a more comfortable situation? That's, it's, it's not wrong to, to be comfortable and, 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 to, and to, you know, relax a little bit. But, I, I, you know, to me, I grew up with tough love. Adversity is just part of what you have to deal with and you can't really run away from it. And the more you run away from it, I think the weaker it might make, it might make you as a human being. So, you know, what is that teaching kids at that age? Talking about, again, we're talking about 18, 19, 20 year olds. And as soon as Ryan day says, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to commit to Kyle McCord. He's like, bye, I'll go get paid somewhere else. And he's like a 20 year old kid. What are we, what are we, what are we doing? You know, on, on the flip side, and I, I think I mostly agree with you, but on the flip side of it, you know, and we saw a lot about we're not going to make this a prime podcast, I promise. But if you think about what prime did when he came to see you, you know, having that transparency and that honesty with these players of saying, hey, I'm not going to commit to you if you can find a you know university or school that's going to give you what you want. Go do it, you know, because that's because Kyle McCord's not that good. He's not very good at all. He's got accuracy issues. He's got consistency issues. He's not that great of a quarterback. And so I'm sure Ohio State is looking for an upgrade because, again, their main goal right now is to beat Michigan. And to do that, you need to upgrade your quarterback position. And so I think I think there's that little bit of a balance. And I agree, I you know, looking at it from the standpoint of, okay, you know, I don't want to stay here and, and work and improve. I'll just go take the easy road. Um, you know, I think that's, something that we need to be careful of. But again, I think there is some value to these coaches being transparent and saying, hey, the portal's open right now. 
and I'm looking to bring in a new guy. If you can find something that is a better fit for you where you think you can be successful, I'm not going to stop you because, again, I'm looking to maybe move on. And so I think there's that, you know, there's a little bit of a, a line that you need to walk with it. Um, but it's 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 so fun to watch as a fan and, you know, just gives you endless things to talk about. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where some of these guys end up. And like I said, sometimes maybe they won't even change scenery. They're just kind of dipping their toes in the water a little bit. The 12-team playoff makes this really interesting as well because now you have a more vast variety of, of, of places where a kid could go and still have an opportunity to win. If your number one option is to win a national championship, your option is now not just Alabama or Georgia or, you know, something like that, you know? I mean, you have now the, the a slew of options. I mean, like we just said, CU could potentially be a team in that place next year, and it's and it's not crazy to say that because we're talking about a 12-team bracket. And so this changes the whole game, and I think it's the right thing to do when you look at the professional sports, which is essentially what college sports is. It's a minor league. It's an extension of what pro sports are. Um, and then you look at the age of the kids and the pros. I mean, they're kids still. I mean, they're all in their 20s and barely turning 30 and they're all super young anyway but you look at how many teams make the playoffs in the pros you talk about 14 teams in the nfl 16 teams in the nba uh you know i think 10 or 12 teams in the mlb you know that's that's what a playoff should be and so good start four teams you made yourself corrupt you made yourself uh you know made everyone question you and made everyone not think that you know what the hell you're talking about but way to not wait because the contract was until 2028 wasn't it the original contract it was not it was not for until 2024 so good for them to 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 push that up a little bit and give us the 12 teamer next year and again there's always going to be someone there's always going to be the fifth team there's now always going to be the 13th team funny that's number 13 because now they can always oh, we're just unlucky but you know, coming from someone that 13 well, nice number. So, right. Well, the nice part is when you have that, that when you add more teams, you lose the possibility of what happened this year, you know? So that's something that we'll never have to worry about again right. with 12 teams, a Florida state would be in. And so that's, that's the nice part is yeah. And again, yeah, there, I'm sure there's going to be a, a 12, 13 and 14 with the same record and different conferences. And you have to have that discussion, but at least, what happened this year we won't have to worry about again hey, you got a joe flacco you got to have a joe flacco right and that 12 13 14 conversation is going to be so much more fun than oh you know two three four or if just the four five six i think you know that's going to be so much more fun in my opinion because then we get to talk about some schools that we haven't really don't really talk about all the time maybe liberty's in that conversation then you know you know you never know who's who's gonna sneak in there um and you know i'm, I'm just excited for what that what that holds and so College football, it's growing, it's changing, um, but, you know, I, I think it's uh, – they got a lot of things to continue to fix. They're nowhere near perfect, but in terms of a national championship and coming up with a true champion in a, in a fair way, not everyone can make the playoffs, folks, so you got to understand that, uh, you know, I think. And, and not everyone's up to that. You know, when you talk about the 120th team in Division One football, yeah, the, 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 we should not be including them and extending it to a – like like what ba the what basketball does essentially we should never have that big of a bracket um for you know and obviously the sports af affect that with right. football being yeah. a little more completely different yeah, yeah football being a little more uh, uh contact related than basketball just just by a tad so we'll we'll stick to 
No, we're gonna we're gonna bring him around because the game's over. Okay, I, I'm gonna say this: Adam Silver's awesome. I I I was able to watch both of the NBA semifinal games, and I think it's great. I think it's I think it's you know fantastic. Of course, you know now you have the Lakers in it, which we predicted not on air, but you know we predicted this like way back when because we knew LeBron was gonna find a way to make this mean something, and it's almost gonna mean less when he wins it than if someone else wins it because if the Pacers go out and win it, that's going to mean more to the Pacers and the NBA, like fans, than if LeBron wins it because everyone's going to, you know, not, you know, make it seem like it's less than what it is. Is it, is, is, does it count as an, a Larry O'Brien trophy? Absolutely not. It does not. Will it someday? I don't know. But it's year one. It's exciting. I enjoyed it. You know, I'm down. I'm down. It will never count as much as a Larry O'Brien. And honestly, it could be the fact that, and we did mention it last episode of just how this is classic LeBron and go out there and give everything you have and try harder than you've tried in early December, you know, compared to the last few years, um, just because it's LeBron. And again, he, he would love to be the first one to win the NBA Cup because it's LeBron. But no, I it'll it will be interesting to see over the years, again, they will have to, you know, make sure they, they update it year to year and just kind of keep that juice flowing. But, um, no, I think, I think the matchup is very intriguing because you have a Pacers team who is young. Not a lot of them are on max deals. So you have the money incentive, maybe kind of driving them a little bit more. And, you know, kind of like I mentioned about the Kings, you know, maybe just a young team trying to say, Hey, we are something you know, you need to keep an eye on and kind of put themselves on the map. And then you have LeBron just wanting to say, well, MJ never did this. And so, you know, but again, LeBron's going to be saying that, you know, I think LeBron uh, fans are going to be saying that, but that's going to be pretty blasphemy for him to say, I have something that MJ doesn't have because it wasn't, it wasn't even created. It wasn't even around. When LeBron writes his autobiography, because he's not going (laughs) to, he'll write his own. When he writes his autobiography, page one, is going to be, you know, man, in my last year, and I raised that NBA Cup, I just had to sit back and think that I was the first. And all these greats that came before me, they never did it. And, you know, I, I just felt like I was growing the game so much. You know, he's going to do it, crap. Don't don't act like he's not going to do it. But the, I, I am excited for the final because, like I said, it, it's going to be interesting because you have two completely different situations. You have a Lakers team who's a little bit more veteran. You have a whole bunch of guys who made a whole bunch of money. You have a Pacers team, like I said, that has that maybe more financial incentive to it. Um, and then again, just wanting to kind of put themselves on the map a little bit. But there's no, no like, there's like we no talked guy. about, I think. Go ahead. I would say, like we talked about, I think it's been a success. I think, um, you know, the East side of it surprised me a little bit. But again, it's still early December, and a lot of these NBA teams aren't necessarily dialed in yet, not necessarily worried about it. So, It'll be fun. I think season to season, I'm assuming the NBA will, you know, find different ways to tweak it and it'll, you know, continue to get better. But yeah, I, for the first time, I, I don't really have any complaints about it. No, I mean, and, and, and I think it's to have meaningful as an NBA fan to have meaningful games in December and to see the benches and the crowds. I wish the semifinal games were in the home stadiums kind of put in yeah. Vegas makes it a little bit more of a show. I just think let the home teams. So that's one tweak I'd make. It's like the whole Vegas thing is just like, why, 
You know, just have the whole, just have the home teams host, and then just bring like an NBA Finals atmosphere to that, because that's what it, that's essentially what you'd bring. I mean, you you put that game, you put this game in Indiana. You know, I'm not saying what it would be in LA, but you put that game in Indiana. That first, that quarterfinal game in Indiana was against Boston was incredible. I mean, you talk about a game in December seventh, or you know, early first week of December. I, I'm appalled, and I, I I love it as an NBA fan. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, uh, I, that's one tweak. If you're talking about tweaks, that's one tweak I'd make off the bat is semifinal and final games. Just have the home team host. Yeah. And didn't the bucks tip off today at like three o'clock? Yeah. That, see, that's another thing. My schedule that was wild. Yeah. No, that was weird. And then the Lakers not game, expecting that Lakers Pelicans still started 30 minutes late. Right. And then you talk about, and that's the thing. Then you turn it into this March Madness thing, and it's like these are these are pros. So I'm like, why are we turning it into like they had to clear the stadium, probably clean the stadium, and then let new fans into the stadium? I'm like, this is again, this is the pros. I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that kind of that thing going. I, I live for crowds. I live for the atmosphere. I live for the crowds. You know, I'm not saying that Vegas wasn't it, but. I you can't say that the home teams that Vegas is going to be putting that game in the home teams arena. Right, <laughs> there's no way. Right, and so and like you said, exciting matchup. I mean, I think when you talk about to me, it's old versus young. The young wants the money. The old don't need the money. But it's old versus young. And you you know, LeBron for sure is going to want to go out there and be like, these young cats are not going to beat me. And these young cats are going to go right after him and probably run the floor with them. But I don't know. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, Halliburton is he a superstar? No. Is he one in the making? Maybe I think I compare him to like a Paul George in terms of a kind of peak, a, kind of a ceiling for him. I mean, I don't see him being the next big thing, but like, you know, I, I, you know, and someone's going to figure out how to defend that shot of his unless he figures that out. But, you know, he's, he's dropping 30, 40 points a game and, and, you know, Miles Turner is, is somehow still a serviceable guy out there. I thought he was kind of falling off and then he's still is balling out. And then you have just a bunch of young guys. I mean, I really don't even know who's on that Indiana Pacers roster besides those two guys but you know then you got, you got bruce, bruce, LeBron, brown. bruce brown there you go bruce brown from the nuggets won a ring so you have some experience there and bruce brown's a dog he's gonna get after it i mean he, he he's gonna want it you know that and so uh what's the guy aaron nesmith you know he's just someone I've, I've, I've learned a little bit about you know watching these games but you got lebron you got ad you got you know this the stardom there the Lakers going out and won by 40 tonight against the Pelicans. I don't think, I mean, the line was one and a half. So that was, uh, you know, that was a little bit of a surprise to see. I, I'm i not necessarily, I mean, my, my the, the Lakers are the only pick I got right. I mean, every, every, I mean, Boston lost, uh, the Kings lost, you know, the Bucks lost. I mean, the Lakers are the only team I got right. So did I expect the Pacers to be here? Not necessarily. I thought the Bucks would figure it out in the second half, but they did not. And, I, I never really I didn't like the Damian Lillard trade. I didn't like him going there. I didn't think that I don't think that's gonna work out. I don't think that's gonna get him a ring. I don't think that puts him over the Denver Nuggets. So I just don't I, I don't see where that's gonna fit in. I think it's too much for lack of a better term, I feel like it's too much hero ball and I don't know how they're gonna mesh and figure out how to play together with all those guys in a, in a way to play championship ball. I just don't see it happening. So who's I'm trying to think of like a mainstream sports analyst that just oh, skip. Never mind. I don't know why that took so long. Skip, skip Bayless. Skip. So, what I cannot wait for is if the Lakers lose, and then Skip 
takes the angle of, well, LeBron just getting another loss in a championship game. Can't wait for that. That's gonna be that's gonna be electric sports debate of <laughs> and I, I haven't watched I'm not a big fan of Skip and I I've stopped watching him, but so I don't even know if he's mentioned anything about the NBA Cup. I'm hoping he hasn't said a word about it. And then if the Lakers lose, only mentions it because LeBron lost. You know, they'll show his finals record and then NBA Cup final 0 and one. I think what makes what makes Skip what makes Skip lose all credibility is the fact that LeBron's never uttered his name once. Yeah, LeBron has played that very well. And it, again, it's he's so calculated. And yeah, oh, yes. you know that's intentional, just how LeBron is. And that, but yeah, that that's classic. It's just Skip's whole shtick is anti-LeBron, and LeBron has never never uttered his name, man. Never brought it no, up. Yeah. It's 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 pretty and, and Skip's like a pretty prominent guy, unfortunately, in the sports reporting analyst world. And yeah, just LeBron's just never paid any mind, any sort of anything. And it just kind of makes him seem like a very small man. And that's what, that's what, you know, that just shows the levels, the levels. I mean, Skip is Skip and, you know, and Skip is always going to be Skip. But yeah, the NBA, you know, tournament championship is on Saturday. I, I believe it's on the, the four letter, four letter network. Uh, should, should be an exciting game in Vegas. I think the crowd's obviously going to be heavy Laker favorites, and unless you know those those hometown Indiana people, the birthplace of basketball, come out and and really show their pride, um, you know we had we had we've had a Pacers Lakers championship before. This has happened in the past. One of those three peats. The first of the three peat was against the Pacers. Reggie Miller and the Pacers. Uh, Reggie Miller beat the Knicks, which we've seen that thirty for thirty. And they ended up losing to the Lakers. That was when Shaq fouled out and Kobe's calming down, you know, the crowd. And I got this little young 21-year-old Kobe. So we've had a Pacers-Lakers matchup before in a championship game. This is a little different, but... You know, it's, I, I was Are we allowed to call, We keep calling this a championship game. Or can we? Is this? Should we need? We need it's that. Not a, no, no, chill no, out a little bit. A championship I, game. It's the championship yeah. game. Okay, yeah. let's let's let's. I, I let's think, it's not June yet. We let need, me enjoy the I moment. Need to tone down on the championship Give game. Give me your ring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hang a banner. Give so us Lakers 18. right now. Lakers three and a half point favorites. That seems about right. Again, I think the with the way the Lakers have played throughout this tournament, and and and. I've watched these games. They just seem like they care. Why? We we can speculate all day, and I think it's because LeBron wants to have this. He wants to have. He wants to have the first. He wants to have the NBA Cup ring. You don't know how many more times you're going to get it, and then having the first one is probably the easiest one he can get because no one's really all bought into it yet. So he can. it's probably right. his best chance to get it. So, again, you said it. It's calculated. It's all pl- thought out. But the way they've played from you know the, the group play <laughs> all the way to now, they have played these games – I mean, they lost to Houston by 20-something points, like, this season. And then here they are beating a team by 40 points. It's like, they're for some reason, and we, we yeah, like I said, they want this, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what at the end of the day, at the end of the day, these games do matter as far as standings. So, yeah, having, you know, rattling off a couple of wins, and if it's the NBA Cup that gets you motivated to get these wins in December, I mean, it, it is. It might great. matter, right? It might matter. So, and I think the Lakers would like to avoid a play-in tournament scenario like they've had over the last few years. Just secure your top six seed and and move on. Yeah. So, 
so why are they why do they struggle so much in a playing tournament but in in season tournament they can't figure it out i don't know yeah you know it's because this because this, this matters a little bit more you know playing gotcha. tournaments like okay. you, ain't, you gotcha. ain't gonna what if lebron retires after the nba cup here's the thing though <laughs> after the nba cup <laughs> just so weird with it you know what if he's just Hey, hey, I'm I'm going out on top. I'm pulling a Peyton Manning. If, I'm going out on top. If Bron- John Elway, if Bronny plays on Sunday, LeBron's playing like four more years. That's true. He's close. He's. They say Sunday he should be good to go. So, you know, we'll see if he actually gets in the game. And how good is he? I mean, that's a whole other thing, right? That's you know, exactly, and you know he's yeah. going to get a first round pick because of the name. And you know, you wonder who's going to take that risk. And you're going to you're going to sell tickets, and that's what the NBA is looking to do. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets are selling tickets not because they're good, but because people want to watch Lamelo Ball play. And so it's it's that's the NBA for you. Uh, you know, the Angels aren't selling tickets because of Mike Trout. There's just a different character when you're talking about the nba guys and so people will buy a ticket to see this the san antonio spurs are not fun team to watch but i you know i almost bought a ticket to when they came to denver to play the nuggets because i, I want to see just to watch i want to yeah, see Wemby. you know yeah. i want to see these guys zion i mean the pelicans aren't a top tier team you go to see the player right so you know Bronny james can definitely bring that atmosphere and if he does i mean then you have bryce coming up the paddle i mean if if look let's not beat around the bush lebron's playing really well it's just like regardless of what year it is and we're not surprised because he's done it for every single year he's played but he's playing really well so if he continues this and he doesn't get hurt there's a very good chance he plays five more years but yeah i mean he can he can call it quick he wants yeah i think Whoa. Okay. I mean, how old was Tom Brady? He was I'm not saying he's gonna play at this level until then, but I think he could play five more years and at least play with his two sons. That's crazy. Okay. I I thought maybe I had him I had him down for maybe three more. I was gonna say minimum three. I think he can do five. That'd be insane. Yeah, I mean he's thirty he's turning thirty nine in a few weeks, I believe. So I mean you talk about forty four, Tom Brady was around there. That's insane. But that Carl Malone was pretty yes. old playing out there. The mailman, the mailman was old. That's true. But yeah, that if if LeBron did if he did that, that that's insane. And and what and what he's see. doing is you know because Carl Malone ended up number two in scoring and didn't have a championship. I'm not saying LeBron's going to win anymore. I don't know if he is because the NBA is so tough. I mean, the, the, there's ballers everywhere, and so and I don't think the Lakers team is built to win one anytime soon unless they find someone better than anthony davis as the co-star but who all the accomplishments and the accolades and the and the stats he'll have i mean he's top 10 in assists he's top 10 in steals i think he's obviously gonna make that points record almost unbreakable um you know i just think he's trying yeah, to trying to go for that stuff plays, if he plays for that long yeah no one's ever touching i mean that's gonna be hard to get it's now. Wayne Gretzky, man. I mean, that, that turns into right. Wayne Gretzky type stuff. Like, no one's right. catching Wayne. Like, that's just not happening. Ovi might. Ovi, Ovi might. If Ovi has a couple more good years, he, Dude, he hasn't had three years old this season. He's but. 63 years old. I mean, how much more can he play? If LeBron can play five more, Ovi can play 10. Hockey players are built different. Isn't that crazy? Ovi's going until he's 50. And he's rushing, man. You know, in the offseason, he's getting <laughs> he's getting fixed up right. Isn't that crazy that hockey players can play into their mid-40s? Like Mike yeah, Madonna and those guys back in the day, like they just played like it was nothing. It's insane. Hockey players are just, they're specimens. I, and there's a dude that got, his, got cut open on the ice and died, and these guys are playing in their 40s. You're not seeing right. that in basketball, but they're taking Kawhi Leonard can't play 40 games in a season. 
Right. Cogs broke his neck in the playoffs, and he's out there. A guy had a heart attack, woke up in the hospital, and said, put me back in. I mean, hockey players, respect. Respect for yep. the hockey players Round of applause there. to all hockey players. Oh, man. It's it's unbelievable. And then you ice skating on top of that. Yeah. I can barely walk. Which is hard. I was going to say, I, <laughs> me and ice, no, don't get along. No. Heck no. I just I slipped on ice getting out of my car last week. You got to tie up the skates a little bit tighter. Yeah, I got to. I guess, I guess get so. those ankles taped. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to talk to my fiance about that. So NBA is in a good place. The NFL had a Thursday night game today, and uh, they hit the over in the first half. In the lowest total yeah, that- since the 90s, they hit the over in the first half. You'd think they were disrespected by that line. I don't know what it was. That was something that I had that game called completely wrong. Every bet I took was under this prop, under that, under, 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 under. And you look up and it's it, it was dead the first drive. So I mean, Pittsburgh, I, Pittsburgh hosted. Smith Schuster had it. I mean, I I don't know. He, he decided to play. I had his, yeah, I had his under receiving yards and he busted that on his first catch. So Pittsburgh hosted the New England Patriots today. You had the uh, all-time classic quarterback matchup between Z- Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky. The fans were chanting Mason Rudolph's name. I mean, you're talking about a game that will go down in the record books. I mean, just we'll never forget this one. And, I mean. For the Broncos' sake, that's a, that's huge, though. So what was the final? I didn't, I didn't end up catching the final. 20, 21-18. 21-18 New England. Okay. So, but for the wild card race, definitely a nice surprise because I thought, you know, just with how bad the Patriots looked, I thought the Steelers would win a 13 to 3 gross game. But no, they ended up losing. So for the Broncos, that's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, good, good for the Broncos. I mean, for having that opportunity after losing a heartbreaker in Houston, which we, uh, we, which we touched on in, in episode one. If you haven't, you go ahead and listen to episode one. You know, it's out there. It's just one. One uh, one one stop above this one, so go ahead and check that out. We are, by the way, on all platforms now, Brandon. Like we have stepped them all. We have list them all. We 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 are Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Castbox. Heard of it? Now you have. We're on all of it. So check it out. Share it with a friend. Drop us a review. That would be awesome. Dropping us a review. Good, bad, ugly. Give us a topic. Give us what's on your mind. Tell us if we're being idiots. Tell us if we're not. Uh, shout out Tom. Tom Heacox letting us know that we're a bunch of idiots. I appreciate that. Because then we're going to come into the next episode trying not to be a bunch of idiots. So we need feedback. Yeah, just a little a little bit better. We'll a little tweet. Each episode trying to get a little bit better. Love you, Tom. So... We'll stick on, you know, let, let's let's go into a different realm. Uh, but in the same realm, we don't have to spend too much time on this. But CSU basketball squeaking by Denver. They do win by 10. The line was 21. I didn't think they'd cover 21 at all. Um, that was just way too big of a line. Denver came out and played a good game. CSU, I mean, they got away with some. They're, they're a little shorthanded, not having Jalen Lake and, and Josiah Strong out there. Um, but they can't. They came out, got a W. They stay undefeated. They're nine and zero. 
ranked 12th in the nation in the in the coach poll. They got St. Mary's this weekend. St. Mary's not performing to their abilities like they have in the past, but you know this game is going to mean something with them. They've played CSU hard the last few years, and then now it's CSU with that 12 target on their back. That it's going to be a pretty big game. Um, you know, it's a, it's a test. It's a test for CSU, and and I think after that, it's pretty much a. It should be. A, you know, they have one more road game, and then two more home games uh, after this after the St. Mary's game. So you you think it's going to kind of work in their favor, but I'm curious to see how it's going to work out. Nonetheless, this team can ball. This team can score. They're fluid on offense. Uh, they have such good chemistry. Uh, they they just score. I mean, you talk about starting off slow and then finding a groove. Isaiah Stevens with double digits assists again. You just talk about a rare type of point guard in college basketball because those point guards that are stars in college basketball, the scorers. I mean, they're usually averaging 22, 23 points a game. No, he's averaging like 15 and 10. And it's it's uh it's it's very fundamentally sound basketball, and it's showing because they're winning. But that Denver game was that that was a scary one. That was that was a scary one. First scary one in a while. CSCU made things a little interesting there for sure. But you know those in-state games they mean a lot more. Yeah, I mean I think DU probably got up for that game more than they maybe normally would. And um, obviously, you know, CSU's not going to go undefeated, so a loss is going to come, and it's just going to be like you know, I kind of mentioned the conference play. Um, if they can just keep this momentum going because it is going to be something where one's conference play starts. And if they're, you know, still a top 15 team night in and night out, guys are going to be coming for them. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it going and you know, how long they ride this out. Um, I'm kind of hoping for like a real big mid season lull and, you know, it's like, well, I don't know if they're going to make the tourney. Because right now, like I said, it seems like they're shooing for the tourney. We got a lot of basketball to be played. I understand that. Uh, but, yeah, they look, again, they, they just continue to keep kind of winning. And um, I agree. I think St. Mary's is going to be a good test for them. Um, and just just to kind of see what that different style brings. And, yeah, you mentioned Isaiah. And I, I think he's a little bit more of a kind of an old school vibe to it. Because, like you said, his, the scoring, he can score. I'm not saying he can't, you know, but that's not what his first look is. Um, but he's one of those guys where if you need a bucket, he's going to take two dribbles to the right, get to the elbow, bang. You know, it's it's money. He's got that mid-range jumper, and he can shoot from deep too, obviously, but um, he's a guy that can score whenever he wants, uh, but that's just not his first his first mission. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping for them to lose eventually, and hopefully when they do lose, they lose like eight in a row, but Hey, you look like that needs to get you as a resume builder, buddy. I mean, CU's gonna need that. That need oh, that a little bit, but I mean, you talk about wow. your team. I mean, you you can even make the tourney yourself. So CSU wow. winning might help you a little bit. You know, just a little bit, just a little bit. That's a take and a half. Okay, Thank all right. You. <laughs> you're not necessarily wrong right now. I hope you're wrong in coming into March, but. Uh... Right now, I can't argue with it. You talk about starting off the ahead. conference with two eight and one teams is insane, and that just shows the Mountain right. West being, being very yeah. interesting this year. Now the New Mexico game is at home. Utah State's on the road, and then you get Boise, which is always a tough one. They get a good basketball program they got up there. So conference play is going to be fun. And and here's what this is: what's different about different uh, pre, pre, past years for CSU is they haven't had many tests like they have already in the non-conference schedule. Like they they have never. I don't remember them 
playing a top 10 team. I mean, they played Duke back in the day a couple times in non-conference. Obviously, we know how those worked out. But you, you talk about the test that they had with Creighton, which I, it, it's weird. Like, three days before that game, someone said, like, I got Creighton in the Final Four. And I was like, wow, that game's going to be rough because I didn't know how good Creighton was. That was my first hear of Creighton. And then CSU went out and did that. And I'm like, okay, well, Creighton is good, but CSU went out and whooped them. CU was a great test. St. Mary's will be another one. Uh, hopefully that sets them up for, and they, and they know what the goal is. I don't think their goal is anything short of what the highest thing that they could get is. I mean, they want to win the mountain West. They want to win the mountain West season championship. They want to win the mountain West tournament and they want to win a couple games in the, in the NCAA tournament. And they saw what San Diego state can do. And I'm not saying CSU San Diego state, but you just get hot at the right time. And right. who knows what can happen. Isaiah. The thing with me is he's making Jokic and LeBron type passes. And cross-court jump passes, instinct. I mean, it is incredible. And we all say that Jokic, Jokic is LeBron, but he can't jump. I mean, that's how good Jokic is. Like, they are, they are similar type players with the way, but Jokic just, you know, he's not, he can't. Well, we saw him dunk the other day, but, you know, he's not much of a jumper. Isaiah's making those plays as a passer. I like the old school reference. That's exactly what he is, and he's the catalyst to the team. They're very old, so they know that there's a lot at stake for these guys because I don't know how many of them are going to make it to the next level. They might play some international ball. I don't know how many of them are NBA-type players. Um, Isaiah, you know, I don't know if he's going to really get a shot. We'll see. He might, but this is, while this, this, this is a lot at stake for these guys. A lot of guys transferred in to the program, seeing what they have. Um, Medved's doing a good job. I mean, yeah, we'll see what conference play has to bring, but you know, can't look past St. Mary's on Saturday. That's for sure. Nope. Nope. Each, each night's a new night. Yeah. I didn't think DU was going to put up that, <laughs> that fight, but they did. Uh, last couple things I thought we talked, we chat off real quick. You know, first thing we have some baseball news happening and you know, there was some rumbling happening with Shohei and then we got a bomb that had nothing to do with Shohei. So Shohei's, Looking at the Dodgers, I guess the Blue Jays are trying to make a play, which woof. Uh, you have the Mets, uh, I, I, maybe the Yankees, no, the Rangers, the Rangers are in there. So you have these teams that are kind of vying for Shohei. Shohei wanted to keep things private. Dave Roberts said something public. I mean, keep talking, Dave. Keep talking, buddy. You know, go and screw well, up your team and screw up your situation. And Shohei, go to the Blue Jays. You know, go 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 somewhere that's going to cause a little a little rift, and I think going to the AL East would be would do exactly that. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, you know, just kind of touching on that because it was Shohei's camp that came out and said, you know, after we visit, if it goes public, you're pretty much out of the running. Good job, and then Dave. Every single team he's visited, it's come public. So I'm so confused. Obviously, Can't I talk. think that was a you know, I don't think they'll truly stick to that, and it was just something that they were hoping to not create such a circus which i get because that's not shohei's personality um but yeah it, that that's been the funny part is you just keep hearing all these meetings he's having it's like i thought we were keeping this in-house and quiet so it'll be interesting to see if they you know stick to that again i i'm not anticipating them sticking to that because that's that's pretty aggressive but um yeah i don't know i i just i don't want him going to la i never want anyone going to la uh welcome to the states shohei about <laughs> when it comes to news <laughs> yeah it's but yeah i i I have no idea where it's gonna end up i think um i don't know if money is gonna be his first priority he doesn't really strike me as that kind of guy i mean he's that level of player where anywhere he goes he's gonna become 
generationally wealthy instantly, you know? So it, it's something that is going to be, you know, probably play a factor, but I, I don't see like these offers that the team is going to be giving them. I don't see them being significantly different from each other. So it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I have no read on where this guy's going to end up. And I think his camp kind of likes that, but uh, just not the Dodgers, please. Or, you know, go to the Dodgers and I can root against you and I'll see you fail in the playoffs every single year. And you got your COVID World Series. Cool. Good for you. Don't care. Don't count. Don't count. Don't count. It Lakers. It doesn't count. Lakers. COVID. Don't count. That, that's different. Why is it different? Because <laughs> it's the Lakers. No, because they played half a no. season. They played the yeah, full and season. Then AD got AD got three months to just chill. And turns out he can play somewhat decent basketball when he doesn't have to play all these games in a row. So congrats to AD. Yeah, good win. Uh, but no, back to baseball. He, I, I, like I said, I don't know where he's going. I just, I hope it's not your normal teams. You know, just shock the world and go to the Royals, man. I was going to say, where's Dick Monfort, man? Wake up and make an offer, okay? Yeah, I think we know where Dick Monfort is. He's not concerned about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just it's like, where's the Rockies and all that? I just feel like a minor league team. We got the third pick in the draft. So, like, you know, which is what we were projected. Yeah. So, right where we always get. We can't ever get the first pick, but we'll we'll screw up the third pick and we'll find, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a Dolan Jarnado in the fourth round. And, you know, we'll sell him in a few years. But, I mean, I don't know. You know, I've talked about this before about the Rockies. They have a good core, but they won't do anything with it. That's all I'll say about the Rockies. The trade that happened, the the the, the blockbuster trade that happened, you. we kind of saw was coming, but interesting nonetheless. Like I was just kind of like, so what's the angle here? So, but I guess it it, it kind of makes sense. Juan Soto, Padres outfielder, gets traded to the New York Yankees. Wow. Uh, you know, Charlie Blackman was in that conversation of like, yeah, maybe Charlie's like, you're not getting Charlie because of the beard. There's no way Charlie's going to New York. You're not shaving off the beard. Juan Soto, perfect fit, no beard. He's clean. The boy can hit. The boy is young. The boy's got a ring. The San Diego thing, I mean, what a joke that is. I mean, you talk about a team trading for a guy or signing a guy, however, they, I forgot how they did it, but regardless – giving him a one-year deal and a one-year contract and what it turned out to be, and then you're just kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, we didn't make the playoffs as the third-highest payroll. Let's just sell it off and and, and start over. It was, it was so weird how the Padres put all their cards into one season when they have no history of really doing it. Nonetheless, the Yankees are, are kind of noticing that they're getting forgotten a little bit, and they haven't won anything since 2009 and you, you know you, you gotta you know in the lakers case whether you think it's real or not the lakers have won a championship after kobe the yankees haven't won anything after jeter and so what is the move here and and, and the yankees being the franchise that they are you know that there's this sense of pride of we can't just not be winning so I think it was a, the right move. I think the players that they got rid of, I think that was fair. I think it's going to be in a very fun lineup to watch. You know, look out for those no runs in the first inning because it ain't happening when you have Aaron Judge in the two-hole and Juan Soto in the three-hole and you got a righty-lefty. That's another thing. When you talk about baseball strategy, having a righty-lefty like that, that's like back-to-back, -back, uh, that is so yeah. tough uh, to, to deal with. I mean, when you have three righties in a row, you might be able to, you know, Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, you know, you might be able to figure that out, but, like, 
a righty lefty that are like star hitters. I mean, he can hit all over the field. He can hit high, low. He can hit a curveball. He's got power. He's got pop. Um, he's young. This is kind of the move that the Yankees needed. But again, the Yankees need pitching. They need pitching. Right. This is a classic Yankee move of bring in another name, bring in another big hitter, and you're not really addressing the root cause of the problem. And Soto's going to eat up that short porch. That's going to be so interesting to watch. Just hey, hitting. Just kind of half swing out there and just kind of poke the ball, and then next thing you know, home run. But, yeah, it, like I said, it's. I don't think it's going to turn into anything special. I think yeah. this is, again, just the Yankees saying, let's bring in another bat and hope that we can overpower teams. And it's just interesting because have you not seen that you can't win a World Series 10-8? to 8? Like, that's not how playoff baseball goes. So, um, and, you know, there's a lot of time in the offseason. Trade deadline's always interesting because, again, the Yankees can make whatever moves they want. But, um, and you still have, you know, the manager issue. That guy had needed to be gone years ago. Boone's still there. That's a problem. So, and maybe that's why they just keep focusing on the bats because it's it's harder to mismanage bats. I mean, he finds a way to he finds a way to do it year in year out. But um, when you got that kind of lineup, there's not, not a lot of thinking to it. But I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. It I, was it definitely something that was a bomb, like you said, and we'll see how it goes. But I. That doesn't change my thoughts about the Yankees. I didn't think that made them, you know, an instant World Series favorite for me. You know, I, I the starting pitching, the bullpen, I mean, that's just not there. It's just not what it needs to be. You look back at the last World Series team, yeah, did they have bats? Yeah, but they also had pitching. You know, you had Andy Pettit. You know, you had you had pitchers that, you know, you had guys out there. Garrett Cole, I don't think Garrett Cole's the guy. I, I just, he's good pitcher. But again, you need more than just one one guy out there. I mean, you had Mariano Rivera back in the day. You had guys, you had legit pitchers that 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 can set the tone on both sides of the of the field. And you know, offensively, the Yankees kind of have it, but defensively, and you talk about pitching, it's just not it's not there. And Juan Soto can be a liability defensively as well. So you know, when do you use him? When do you not use him? Um, you know, with the DH situation. So it, very curious. You know, are the Yankees? Back, probably not. So, you know, everyone no. could take a step back with that. Um, you know, kind of the last thing. And I, and I want to say another thing with all these players moving, and we talked about the transfer portal, and we t- talked about all these things, you know, and, and Juan Soto now, when you thought he was a, a, a you know, he, come, he gets drafted and then moves up into the system and then is the star player the year Bryce Harper is gone, wins them a World Series, and then he gets, and they, and they let him walk. You know, and it's so interesting to me, and it happens all over in sports now. And I got one, I got one guy to blame for all this. We've mentioned him in the show, LeBron James. He he's the reason for all this. Front offices were the reason for the Lakers super team that lost in the finals in 04. And you know those teams that they try to build super teams that they try to build in the early 2000s and the, in the 90s. That was front office built. These LeBron started a whole trend by the decision by going to Miami way back when, and, and people don't think about it. It is a ripple effect, and I think that's part of the transfer portal. I think that has to do with players leaving all over the all over sports in general. Football players leaving. I mean, you just don't have Peyton Mannings anymore. You don't have Kobe Bryant's. You don't have Todd Helton's. You don't have 
Dirk Nowitzki's. You don't have guy. You will. You will never honestly have guys like that anymore. And Juan Soto, and you know, a guy playing at four universities in four years. You know, I blame LeBron. I got no problem blaming LeBron for anything. And I hated LeBron for the decision, and then I grew to get over it. And, you know, now we've kind of swapped, uh, you know, the feelings, yep. like how, you know, how it used to be and how it was. We've we've swapped, and, you know, and it's because it's it's because you stay loyal to your team. Players come and go, but you got to stay loyal to your team. And, that, and that's just what it is, right? Yep. It's like, and that's why fans are, you know, as much as fans can annoy me and, 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 and all that not, nonsense, fan, fans are it, man. Fans are what they, they – they're the, they're the ones that stay. I mean, even look, look at CU, for instance. Here we go, CU podcast. The amount of players that, we, that were switched, 70 players were switched – and yet the fans are all in. Why? Because the fans have always been all in. It doesn't matter who's out there. It's just that they're wearing your uniform. And, you know, no matter how I felt for LeBron, for honestly most of his career, yeah, he's playing, unfortunately, for the team that for the team that wears my jersey. And, you know, it's my jersey. It's not their jersey. And, you know. Correct, yeah. And that's what we've got to deal with. And so we have to deal with LeBron. And, again, he's the best player on the court. Anthony Davis is not the best player on the court. LeBron James has been the best player on the Lakers since he's been on the Lakers. And that's unfortunate to say because that wasn't the plan. But, you know, oh, well. Last thing, you know, we, we don't talk much about uh, this sport. We love to play it. We should have played it in high school. I don't know what we were thinking. Um, you know, some of the – some of the things we could have learned, but golf, man, golf, a lot of, you know, golf is turning into its own dramatic little, you know, sitcom of its own, a little soap opera. Yeah. And you a have drama. a, a lot, lot of drama. drama happening. And you talk about how many major champions from just the year 2020 are now switched over from the PGA to live golf is incredible. And now we have John Rahm, who is or was the world number one for quite a while. He, three years, over $300 million. Yeah, I would too. No, can't blame him. And that was my opinion when Liv rolled out and all these guys left is if someone ever offered me that much money, there's not a lot of things I wouldn't do. And so going to play for Liv, it's a bummer because, yeah, John Rahm obviously weren't, you know, consistently one of the top players in the world. And I don't watch Liv. I don't even know how to watch Liv. But um, so it'll be a bummer not, you know, not seeing him. Um, on most of those tournaments, obviously the majors, it seems like most of the majors have kind of gotten over the little beef and a lot of those guys are still participating in the majors. So we'll still see him around, but yeah, I mean, now that Rom has left, we'll see if that leads to more. Um, I mean, they have the money, their pockets are deep enough. They can go get whoever they want. It's just a matter of if the guys say yes or not. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's, Again, I, I, you can't be surprised when it's this type of dollar amounts that we're talking about. I want to see. I want to see the bottom line of Live. What's their bottom line, man? There's no way they make money, dude. The, There's how, not a how? chance. the The attendance is not there for the tournaments. They don't have any sort of media deal. I don't know how to. Like I said, I don't know how to watch them. If I wanted to, I'm not sure. I think for a little bit there, they were on the CW, which I'm only familiar with because I didn't have cable growing up and I lived off the CW. So. It's I, I don't know. Again, it's I don't think they care. I don't think their end goal is to like make money. Obviously, in the long run, I'm sure they would like to get a little bit of a return on this. But I think a lot of it's just to shake it up and kind of be that that thorn in the side for the PGA. 
Well, wasn't I, there that deal they struck too to maybe even join forces again? And that was a whole thing that was happening. I don't know if that right. fell through or whatnot, but it's just it's drama, and I love it. And I can't wait for the Netflix show to come out full swing season two to give me give me yep. give us the juice of. I guess they had that on on tape. They had that record. They had the cameras rolling when the news came out of potentially then joining back forces again. So, um, you know, very curious about that. You know what I love to see? I love to see jacked Tiger Woods back on the course playing on Sunday. Um, nothing He's better. Huge. He, I mean, wow. Talk about college B will, huh? That's Tiger Woods right now. Huge. Massive. I mean, he is just like they put a side by side, and I'm like, good for you, Tiger. And he's going out there, and he's he's still he's still hitting great. He's still got the same feel. You know, he just nothing yeah. changes with that guy, and that's what you love about golf. And love to see how he is on the course. And he made it to Sunday. We got to see the Sunday red, and that's all I'm looking for these days. And if we can squeak out a win. You know, one more win is always good. You know, any win that we could squeak out of Tiger, I'm down for. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw that his goal is to play one tournament a month. I love it. So love that. Yeah, I'll be tuning in whatever tournament he picks. Hopefully, most of those he makes the cut. Um, you know, I'm sure he's gonna have just with how many problems he's had. He'll he'll probably have some sort of setback health wise. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he's there for the Masters, that's all I need. You know that works for me. Yeah, it's 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 good, it's good to see Tiger out there playing. Um, sure as heck brings the ratings up. Uh, I you know I don't watch golf much if Tiger's not playing personally, but uh, you know yeah it's 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 good to see. Yeah, Liv is Liv is doing his thing. I, I'm curious, love to see their 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 books, you know, and what they're rolling out. I mean it's it's insane to start a business, run a business with absolutely no intentions of making money. I mean, that couldn't have been their intentions when they started this. I mean, there's no way they're like, yeah, the ROI on this is going to be massive, boys. Like, there's no way that that was the decision going in. It had to be, uh, there had to be something else, some drama, some sort of political, personal something involved with them wanting to do something. And, um, you know, and here we are. And Well, so- they want to get involved in, they want to get involved in other sports. I mean, you've heard that they they want ownership in an NBA team. So I think, I think that's part of it is like, well, if we could get into PGA and make some shockwaves, maybe we can somehow weasel our way into other sports, which I don't think is ever going to happen. But again, money talks, man, and they have a whole lot of it. So they're a loud group. That sounds a lot. That sounds very familiar to my daily life, but <laughs> you know, amen to that. Well, what can we do next? So yeah, I mean, lots, lots going on. We're going to have a lot more. Stay tuned. We appreciate everyone listening. Like I said, we're on every single platform now, so share with a friend, uh, drop us a review, chime in on the conversation. You can email us, two guys talking podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook at two guys talking. Twitter's coming. We're working on it. Um, but we'll have a couple episodes a week. We're gonna try and stay in tune with everything going on. Um, if you if you have anything you'd like us to shout out, please send it in. We have a lot of fun things in store in the show, but Again, appreciate every one of you listening. Uh, we're we're excited for where this is going and excited uh, for all the things that uh, that's going to be giving us content because there's nothing better than pop culture and sports and just diving into it. I mean, this is what we do. I mean, if you're talking about who who we are, this is all we do for a living. This is all we talk about for a living. This is what we go watch when we go home, when we wake up in the morning, uh, when we're texting each other, when we're sending posts to each other. This is just what we do. We love it. We stay involved in it. And that's the inspiration behind two guys talking. So 
check out episode three. Uh, it'll be out Monday, and then the following episode will you know, be out that Friday, and we're going to keep on rolling. So, Brandon, appreciate you as always. Catch you on the next one. Thanks, man. Enjoyed it.